it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. For the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the melting pack, here on the next level network today. First of all, sorry if you can hear the fan. It's, uh, well, you know, it's hot down here, so I'm not turning it off. I'm not I'm not sweating while I'm yelling at you. Not at you. Yell, you know what I mean. Um, we got stuff going on today. We're going to do a, a topic that I dug up from an old list I'll explain later. Uh, we will talk about restaurants and uh, how they can be problematic. Ooh, that's vague enough, isn't it? Right? Probably. Uh, we may not have a song today. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Well, I haven't decided yet. Today for me is Wednesday. I'm doing uh, part of the show today. Uh, I'll do the rest tomorrow. We'll see what I decide between now and then. But for you, of course, you know, it's all going to be in one nice little polished piece of audio uh, that you may or may not enjoy. So there you go. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anything else? Oh, I'll also end with a fun story my dad told me years ago uh, that I just think will uh, send you off in a I don't know, a good mood? Maybe maybe that's the wrong word. I'm not sure. But I meant to share it last week for Father's Day or two weeks ago, whenever Father's Day was. Uh, but I forgot, so I'll do it today. All right? Uh, anything else before I get to the thing with the stuff? All right. Um, so if you would rather not hear me be super sad for a little while, I implore you, I urge you, I uh, recommend that you skip ahead to uh, to the rest of the show, because, uh... okay, so I mentioned at the top of last week's show that Fez was not doing well, our little buddy, uh, I recorded that on Thursday, and on Friday, we said goodbye. Man, this sucks. Uh, I'm going to try to do this in one take. I don't know, it usually doesn't work out that way, but... Oh, God, sorry, I kind of exhaled loudly at you. God damn it, this sucks. Um, okay, so, yeah, we knew something was up um, several weeks ago. He stopped. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take you through it because that's the only way I can really get past it. So we knew that he was uh, not great, not having a good time. Several weeks ago, he stopped eating his, uh, they get these little hard rings, hard little treats, uh, they look like Fruit Loops, but I don't. They don't taste like Fruit Loops. Listen, you know what? I can't say that for sure. I never had one, um, but every night, <laughs> but every night we'd pick up their uh, pick up their little little beans there, and uh, then they would immediately 
get excited. They would start climbing up the cage because they knew it was time for a treat. Every night before bed, they get a treat. They get cleaned up. They get a treat. And uh, they were super excited. So a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I guess, Fez stopped eating those. We said, okay, well, sometimes, uh, you know, they get sick of things and want other things because he was still eating his hay, still eating his pellets, still taking his carrot. Okay, you know, maybe cause for concern. Maybe he's got tooth problems like Dwight had. So, okay, we'll we'll see. All right, so then uh, a couple days go by, he stops eating pellets. All right, well, we're not su- we're getting a little more worried at this point that hey something's going on, uh, but maybe he's sick of them. We're we're not sure. Still eating hay, still drinking, still eating carrots, still eating fruit. Okay, and then he stopped eating carrots, and then that for me, I you know I won't speak for Jill, she's not here, but for me that was a red flag. Um, this, I think carrots were his favorite thing in the world, really. And I know this is weird to talk about a pet like this, but, uh, you know, he was my last little dude, so I got (laughs) got nothing else going on. Um, and this just, this sucks. So we knew it was a problem. We knew something was wrong. He stopped eating. He stopped, you know, stopped coming out of the barn. Of course, skinny pigs like to be protected. So we were like, okay, well, what do we do if he's got teeth problems? Because Dwight had teeth problems, but also Dwight kept eating right he kept trying to eat fez just didn't want in any of that so and then an enemy i don't know um that was a weird <laughs> that came out i'm trying friends i'm trying my best um yeah so we figured okay if we take him somewhere worst case well okay best case they clip his teeth and give him a, a something or other and say oh come back in a week all right uh, worst case, you know, we have to say goodbye. But the thing is with guinea pigs, if you don't know, is that they get very stressed out when they have to travel. And normally you can offset this by giving them, you know, putting them in a box with their hay and their treats and all this. And so they can calm down by just eating. But he wasn't eating. So we're like, okay, well, we can't really take him somewhere. That's not fair to him because then that'll probably be the end of him. So we had to, and all credit goes to Jill here. She called, I think she said 12 to 15 offices to find someone who would come over and um and let us say goodbye and that uh, it doesn't get easy right you think oh it's, it's a pet it's not a person but you know part of the family and sorry i'm i'm so sorry if this triggers any of you but you know to have to let me just say this instead i wanted to find him and all last week i was just super stressed out, super worried that I was going to come downstairs from, uh, to come down here to go to do work or come upstairs for lunch or whatever, and was going to find him. And that would have sucked, but I don't have, then have the trauma of, you know, having to do the thing. And it's not about the money. It's, it's just about like, man, it's just, that's it. It's a, he's gone and it's over. And I don't know. Oh man. I, I, uh, I hate it. I hate this so much. I I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm really bummed out. Again, we knew it was time. We did the right thing. Same with Buster. We did the right thing. We knew we had to do it because, like, what kind of what kind of life is that where he literally was sitting around doing nothing? And it's actually kind of amazing to me, anyway, um, that he survived all week. Because normally guinea pigs they can go like a day, you know, thirty six hours tops without taking anything in. This dude went like six days. It was insane. He just sat there and, you know, he, he was there, but he wasn't. And then, you know, so we had to do it. So it's, 
it's really empty. It's really quiet around here now. And, um, it sucks, man. I got nobody to, to eat lunch with. I got nobody squeaking at me from, uh, from downstairs. Cause he would hear, well, Jill says she never heard him, but he would hear me when I was getting changed in the morning to come downstairs and he would start squeaking because he knew, Hey, somebody's up. I get a carrot. Get your ass over to that fridge. Give me a goddamn carrot. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't, I don't hear that anymore. And it's just, it sucks. Like I miss that. I miss having a little, a little buddy to have lunch with when I come upstairs. It's funny. The other day I, um, I came up a little later than usual and just on instinct, I was like, oh, sorry, Fez. And then I looked over and why did I look over? Like I just made myself sad all over again because I knew that there's nobody over there. And so it was just like, all right, well, I got to get used to that. You know, we um, we don't have anybody rustling through the hay now. Nobody, uh, don't have to hear the water bottle going off while we're watching TV. He's just sitting there, just living, doing his thing, living, doing his whatever, eating and rustling around and he loved to bury himself and tunnel under the hay and kind of hide in the hay which was hilarious sometimes we walk over like where the hell's fez you know dwight comes out and we walk over where the hell's fez he's covered himself in hay it was, a, it was fun um but now we don't have that and uh, i will say uh jill told me this that guinea pigs need friends you know guinea pigs need companions because uh, i mean dwight sure as hell did that's why we got fez in the first place fun fact I was not keen on getting Fez at first because I had a guinea pig when I was a kid. She was by herself. She seemed fine. Apparently she wasn't, according to my wife, the whisperer up there. Um, and so I was a little hesitant to welcome Fez to the family, but uh, God damn it, he wanted me over. He really did. Just a little fluffy dude, just chilling. He was uh, he was the most relaxed animal I think I've ever encountered in my life. And... Uh, Man, so yeah, so most of the time, like, hey, guinea pigs need friends, need somebody to, I don't know, mess with or something. But after Dwight, Fez was living the high life. He had everything to himself. He had the barn to himself. He had all the carrots, all the treats, all the pellets, all the everything to himself. And he seemed to love it. Like, the you know, it's just, it hurts, man. Whoa, man, anybody out there, the days, and I've gone on for several minutes now. I'm sorry. I'll cut most of this out, I'm sure. But, man, this sucks. So now, you know, no more little buddies, no more uh, no more fur babies. I don't like when people call them fur babies, but uh, no more little dudes running around to, uh, to take care of. And, man, it sucks. Not a fan. But I think we're done with getting pets. I don't think... You know, people asked after Buster died, like, hey, you're going to get another dog? And my first answer was, well, we're not allowed to. And my second answer was, no, I can't go through that again. And I really think that's where I am right now with any pets of any kind. Because then I have to come on it, you know, five, six years from now and do all of this again and just be super sad all the time. And that's not what I want. You guys don't want that, right? You don't want to hear the show every few years where I have to eulogize a, a member of the uh, the household, right? I don't know. Um, I will say, though, that this sucks, and I miss Fez, because he was a great little dude, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. This sucks. He's He was awesome. Um, we did the right thing. I got it. My my neighbor, when uh, when Buster went, he had, to, he had to keep reminding me, dude, you did the right thing. He called me Jimmy, by the way. He said, Jim, you did the right thing, and I, I got to keep telling myself that, because... 
you know, he wasn't himself, but at the same time, it sucks because you want him to be around. You want him to hang out and just let you pet him a little bit, and maybe you get to hold him, maybe you don't. They just have somebody out there and just chilling. I don't know. We don't have it anymore. So, all right. Uh, I've bummed you out enough, I think. It's time to get to some fun stuff for the show. Uh, but because I named him Feds after the character on that 70s show, I can think of no better way to go to break than at least a little piece of the theme song to that show. Why did I name him Feds? Well, that's very simple, because it came from another place, a foreign land, as it were, and uh, he spoke with an accent. So there you go. So to our little buddy, to our last one, uh, I'll send you to break with this, and we'll come back, and uh, and I'll try to have fun, all right? All right. Alright, so I lied when I said earlier I was going to try to save a day in between to do this, but I figure I'm sitting here, I might as well, I'm not going to be less sad tomorrow, I don't think, so uh, I'm just going to roll on with the rest of the show and we'll go from there. We'll do our best. What I did this weekend to try to distract myself and keep myself busy, which ended up being something, well, it was something I needed to do, and I'm glad that I finally, I don't know, buckled down and did it. I cleaned the basement out and... I really well. Uh, let me uh, go through that first, and then I'll explain my theory. And maybe it's a crackpot theory. I don't know. How am I going to label this on the show? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I want to tell you about it because it's. I got nothing else going on, like I said. And I'm trying to. I don't know. Trying to brighten it up around here. It's not helping. Um, so I cleaned the basement. It's just a mess. Just stuff. Just bags and little boxes of of just stuff. Right. Decorations and other the various things just hanging around. And I. I'm not a fan of just having stuff strewn about the floor, right? Especially you got to dodge stuff. You got to walk around and step over things. And I, I don't want to do that. So I decided I'm finally going to put together these shelves. And if you follow me on Instagram at the Melted Pat, you saw the finished. I did not take a before picture, but you saw the after picture of uh, my work down here. So my mom gave me these shelves like a year ago and these big metal shelves. I'm like, okay, fine. I got some containers. I'd like to keep them off the floor if I can. So great. So after she gave them to me, like a week later or so, I was like, okay, let me try to get this stuff, uh, get these containers on here. It's going to be great. So my containers were too tall. The ones I wanted to put on there were too big. So I had to take apart the whole thing, take off all the shelves. And I was like, okay, I will put these back together and then get all my stuff on it. Sorry, I coughed in there. It sounds a little weird. (laughs) Uh, So that was about a year ago. And those shelves sat in pieces at the back of my basement until... Uh, a week ago. So I finally got down and did it. I put them together. I got the containers on there, uh, only to realize that most of the containers were too big, too wide to fit more than one. Uh, I made it work, I think. Um, I only, I fit fewer containers than I'd hoped, and they were too tall to fit the fourth shelf on there. So I'm a little bummed out about that. But I got a lot off the floor. I organized some things. I was able to uh, to condense some things, which was a big thing for me. And now, um, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw the after photo. There's plenty of space in there for activities, whatever they might be. 
Um, yes, I'm trying to find another set of shelves so I can get the rest of the stuff off the floor or as much as I can. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I did, trying to keep myself busy. And I'm glad I finally worked it out because, uh, well, it was bugging me. Every time I went downstairs, I looked over and I'm like, those shelves are in pieces still. And I haven't done anything with them. Oh, damn it. And then I went through a period of like, man, what if I just get rid of them and get plastic shelves? And I was like, man, I should do that. Why didn't I just do that in the first place? Which is what I wanted to do. But uh, my mom was like, hey, take these for free. And uh, Pat doesn't like to turn down stuff for free if I can use it. Right? So there you go. So I'm happy about that. And oh, yeah, my theory. I almost forgot. Actually, this goes back to when we first saw the house. We came down here. It was just uh, just us and the property manager. And I'm looking around in the basement. I'm like, huh, this seems very interesting. And then I didn't really put it together. I don't have any proof of this, but I didn't really think about it further until we moved in when I got down here. And I'm just thinking, huh, I think somebody lived down here. I think somebody at some point, maybe right before us, maybe a few years ago, I don't know. I think somebody was renting this out or using this as an apartment. And I have some, uh, I'm not going to call it proof, but I have evidence. Is that the right? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of All Rise lately, so I'm trying to, I don't know, All Rise is fantastic. I'm really bummed out that I haven't kept up with it, but I'm catching up now. So uh, anyway, neither here nor there except to say that the show All Rise on CBS is really good. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend it if you like, you know, courtroom stuff. So there you go. So yeah, I think somebody not only lived down here, but like, that's going to be a coin, completely separately from whoever else was here. I think that's what happened. So first of all, the property manager said that the people who lived here before us uh, fostered animals, fostered cats or something. That explained the smell when we moved in. Thankfully, we got that taken care of right away. And so like, okay, well, maybe they kept the dog in the basement uh, and maybe whatever, because the basement uh, railing is all torn up like it's been scratched and not by a person. So what I think is whoever lived down here had a dog or a cat or both and uh, maybe didn't tell the other people, although the whole house smelled. So I'm guessing somebody had something somewhere, right? So that's the first thing somebody had. Well, maybe the pet doesn't really it's not really strong, but. The back door has its own doorbell, which is, I think, unusual. Um, the address is on the back, which is, uh, maybe that's not unusual, but I think it lends itself to my case. Maybe it doesn't, that's why I'm not a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> there is a separate toilet down here, which uh, is not by itself evidence that somebody lived down here. But the fact that there is a vanity mirror above a utility sink which is, you know, for your washer, but I use it to wash my hands like a normal person because they go to the bathroom down here. So there's a three, um, three, I don't know, it's a mirror slash medicine cabinet thing with three sections of the mirror. And I would think that's not a thing you put in a regular basement to just have down here. If you're going to have a mirror down here, it would just be a regular mirror, right? Right? What Am I, am I alone in this? I'm talking to you like it's a live show and you're listening now. Well, the NSA listens and maybe they will weigh in when I'm done. I don't know. Um, so yeah, man, sink with a mirror, the door outside with a doorbell, separate doorbell. There is a separate door with a lock on it. Uh, and I mean, one of those, um, those side locks that you pull across, right? When you close the door, you pull the lock across and that's unusual. I think 
Like, why would you need a door like in the middle of the basement with a lock like that? And it's not the one coming in from the garage or what used to be the garage where I'm sitting. The door here, oh, by the way, managed to close the door because I got the Ethernet cable um, hooked up on the ceiling with command hooks. There's a little space above the corner of the door that I can that I snuck the wire through so I can close the door. So maybe less echo. Maybe no change. I don't know. I feel better about it. So, well, also, that door closes the other way. So even if there was a separate lock on it, that would keep people from coming in to this room from the rest of the basement, not from the outside. So that's weird, right? Maybe that's just that's just me spitballing. But there's a lock on the door to keep people from coming in that side. So it's it's weird. There's a separate lock. There's a, that there's a separate door, like a like a legit doorway, and there was a door there at one time. I thought about putting one in there actually, but I'm not going to because uh, I don't see a need at this point. And I just thought it was weird. Anyway, Pat, nobody cares. You're right. You're right. But I what I'm trying to say is I cleaned the basement to make myself feel better. It kind of worked. And somebody definitely lived down here, and if I was not afraid to get caught, and I'm very afraid to get caught with this anyway, then I would try to make some money by letting somebody live here. But I'm not doing it, also because I cannot effectively heat and cool this space. If I could, well, I still wouldn't do it because I don't want to get caught. But there you go. All right, so that's 10 minutes of nothing you needed to know about. I might cut all that out. I don't know. I'm just I'm just going on here. Right? Listen... Not a lot going on. I'm just bummed out, and I'm just going to start rambling until somebody says, hey, it's time for dinner, or, you know what? You've probably turned off the show by now. So there you go. Okay, uh, let's see. I want to talk about some commercials I've seen, and I'm not talking about specific commercials, whether they're funny or not. I'm talking about advertisements, or as my uh, Professor Lois once said, actually, she always said this, advertisements, and I always thought it was funny she said it that way. I must said it. Uh, ads for restaurants that are not in the neighborhood, that I can't really get to that easily. And I'm really bummed out that I still keep seeing these commercials. This is a more recent one, not, um, you know, I get why they're showing commercials because there is a, a Pizza Hut around. Kind of? Not really. Okay. Now, when I say in the neighborhood, I mean that I can easily walk or take the bus there. That's what I mean when I say there are known, none of these restaurants near me, none of these food places near me. Uh, the Pizza Hut that was around the corner closed uh, right after we moved over here, and there were two in our old, well, close to our old neighborhood that we could get to from here pretty easily that closed within the last six or seven months. And so now we have no local Pizza Huts. The, the closest Pizza Hut is in New Jersey somewhere, and uh, that's not close. For me, that's not close. For you, somebody with a car, they'd be like, oh, it's right over there. We'll just drive over there and do it. I can't do that. Don't have a car. So that's I need to put that frame of reference out there for you. So you're like, oh, you got one right there. Like maybe if you, that's going to be weird. Like, oh, if you know where I live, you'd be like, no, it's right over there. You know where the thing is. Like, yes, I get it. But I can't get there on my own easily. And so to me, the place is not close. That's, I want to put that out there. So Pizza Hut, seeing all those commercials, now all of them have closed. And I get really bummed out because every so often I want a stuffed crust pizza and the breadsticks and I can't have them. And I'm really bummed out. Um, Sonic commercials, although... We used to have a Sonic not far from us when I lived at my mom's still. And so we would see the commercials for months before the Sonic came to the area. And then it finally did. And we went there and we're like, this is okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't go there for the food. You go there for the shakes and the root beer floats 
And uh, did I tell that story, by the way? I'm going to have to look back and see if I told the story of the Root Beer Float Adventure Day that we had going to that Sonic. I'll look it up, and maybe I'll let you know about that next week. Unless I already told you, in which case, then, uh, I don't know, go back and find it. Um, nah, don't go back. Don't do it. So I see all the Sonic commercials, and there's a Sonic not far from my office. But still, by not far, it means I'd still have to drive there, right? Like, I can get there if I drove, I would be able to get there. But even still, it's like a 25-minute drive. And I'm not going all that way. I mean, okay, that length of time doesn't really mean anything to me. But again, if I can't get there, like, if I was going to get there by myself, it would take an hour. And I'm not going to that part of the city, especially now, just to get Sonic. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But, uh, (laughs) so yes, there is a Sonic geographically close by but for my terms it's not so that's a bummer and i keep seeing jersey mike's commercials jersey mike's what is it subs hoagies whatever it is i don't know i'd never heard of the place i started seeing commercials and the closest one is in like delaware and i'm really bummed out about that because sometimes you want a good hoagie you want a good sandwich and the biggest one for me though is hardy's because i love hardy's i've done a lot of traveling in my life you know up and down the east coast and they are very popular in the South, Hardee's or Carl's Jr.'s, I guess, or is it Carl's Jr. or Carl's Jr.'s? Or is it Carl Jr.'s? I don't know. I've never been to that one, but I've been to plenty of Hardee's in my time, and their burgers are amazing. However, comma, the closest Hardee's to me is somewhere in Delaware, and uh, I'm not going there. I mean, if like if I'm going that way, if I have to go somewhere, I'm like, hey, we're going to go this way. What do you want? And I see the Hardee's, I'm like, you're stopping at that Hardee's. And I don't see any scenario where I'm going in that direction anytime soon. I don't know. I don't know. Please, nobody kidnap me and take me to Hardee's. I don't want to go anywhere right now. Um, I do like Hardee's, though. So that's a bummer. So those are the ones that I see lately anyway. And I'm pretty bummed out about that. Dan says Steak and Shake. He sees a lot of those commercials. And uh, there's a Steak and Shake. I don't think it's far from me. Or am I thinking, if, unless I'm thinking of a different place. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a bummer. Steak and Shake, I don't know. See, I've never been there. It seems like a good place to go get food. And if you're uh, if you're craving it, here, that's the thing. If you're craving whatever they're selling, even if it's not great, if you see the commercial and you're like, man, that sounds good right now. I wonder if I can go. And you look it up and you can't, it's a bummer. First of all, that's a good advertisement because they made you want to go get the thing. Uh, but then second of all, that's poor planning by whoever put that in your market. Uh, the TV station or whatever, because you can't really go there that easily. I don't know. There you go. Vito says Sonic and Firehouse Subs. Because, yeah, sometimes you just want, is it, wait a minute, was the one that I saw Firehouse Subs or Jersey Mike's, or was it both? I don't know. Either way, it's a tease that all these places come out and be like, hey, come get our food. And I'm like, I can't. Literally cannot. Uh, (laughs) Hillary says Sonic and Dairy Queen, so uncool. You don't have a Dairy Queen? Wow, that's a bummer. I mean, I don't love them, but, you know, sometimes you want to go get a big ice cream thing. What are they, blizzards? And it, it's, it hits the spot, right? That's what white people love to say when something is good. Oh, that hit the spot, right? Speaking of dad talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's a bummer. Again, if it's something that, like, you don't have to love it, but if you're thinking about it at the time, you're like, oh, I wonder if I can, and you just can't. Just nowhere close. If it's like two states away or they're like an hour or whatever, it's like, ah, really? Like CeCe's was that for us for a while. And then we got a CeCe's in the area. Fun fact, in the same shopping center as the Sonic, 
and then they're both gone now. So doesn't matter. But yeah, we saw the CC's commercials, and then uh, you know several months later, CC's came up and was like, "Hey, here we are." And then they went, "CC you later." So there you go. Uh, <laughs> also, I learned, or I have been learning, that there's no place around here that uh, has good rice and beans, and I'm really bummed out. And because I love rice and beans, who doesn't? There's a place near my office that is really good rice and beans, but I don't work close enough to my office, and uh, I'm really bummed out about that. I don't. Know, I thought I was going to go off on another tangent there, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, so that sucks. That's no fun. I just want to be able to eat at all the places that you're advertising to me. TV people, whoever does this, fix it. There has to be. It's got to be regional, right? Like your regional Fox station or whatever. Like, hey. We're sponsored by this. I'm like, well, that's good for you, but it doesn't really help me because I can't go there. Right? Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to tell you about what uh, what happened with the Grubhub the other day. No, you know what? I'm going to save it because I think I want to ask about that. I want your horror stories of delivery. Uh, I know I asked about calling customer service. is not what I'm talking about. Uh, so I'm going to save that. We'll put a pin in that one, and we'll save it for another time. Uh, but, yes, uh, Grubhub... And uh, and a certain fast food restaurant, they uh, they did us mighty wrong the other day. And uh, so next week, I will talk about that. All right? All right. So I kind of asked a question for this week. I didn't, um, I guess I wasn't sure if I was going to do this at first. And so I didn't know how to phrase it as a question. But then, uh, you know, I figured it out. So there you go. So years ago. My good friend, Tim Donnelly, and I, you've heard him plenty of times on this show. We hosted a radio show, Something Provocative, and we had this big list of topics that we were going to discuss, and we would just text each other, like, hey, write this down. Or actually, he would text me, and I would make the big list. And some of them we used on the show. Some of them we didn't get to. Some of them we used on this show. And um, one of them that came up the other day, I was just looking around for stuff to for something fun to talk about because I knew the first part of the show was going to be heavy. And I came across one that neither of us remember why we put it on the list, but it is the douchebag. And so I asked him about this, like, hey, do you remember what this, like, who brought this on? What brought this on? And he said, well, it could be anything. It could be a number of things that brought that on. I have no idea what brought that idea to me or to either of us. So I put it to you. When you hear the term douchebag, when somebody's called a douchebag, what does that person look like to you? What do they sound like? What are they wearing? What kind of person do you picture other than me? Haha, you're funny. When <laughs> when you think of a douchebag, right? And I'm talking, you know, guys who uh, wear muscle shirts all the time. And, uh, oh, uh, our buddy Shawnee Wumball said singing videos. And, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm an, I just I'll just let your imagination run on that one, and uh, yeah, you can you can go with that. Uh, a pet with a human name, huh? That's interesting. Thank you, Shawnee. Didn't think about that one, but you know, maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Although I did have a guinea pig named Dwight, so is that? Oh my God, am I a douchebag? Oh no! Oh, my whole life's a lie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Lockjaw says pretty much anyone with a tattoo of a star. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I'm picturing the uh, the shoulder, the star on the shoulder, where it's like for like an outline of a thing. And yeah, 
Yeah, that's douchey. Um, oh, I didn't write down all the names for this one. Damn it. I'm sorry I can't give you credit. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Dudes who wear multiple rings on their hands. Yeah, that's uh, I have one, and it's only because I'm married. And, uh, you know, hey, ladies, it comes right off. I'm sorry. Sorry. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, multiple rings on dudes. It's it's just weird. Unless you're like a, a sports champion. But even then, do you really have to wear those all the time? I don't know. I guess that's another question for sports fans. If you, maybe not even if you, but how do you feel about champions wearing their rings all the time? That seems like more of a keepsake and less of a wear all the time, right? Am I wrong there? I don't know. Maybe because I've never won one. I'm not sure, but I like that one. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I don't like it if I think it's somebody's a douchebag for wearing that. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, popped collar, wearing flip-flops everywhere, calls everybody bro or bruh. Right? One of those, you know, and I'm pop- I popped. I'm wearing a t-shirt, so I can't pop the collar. But do, do guys still do that? Dudes, don't do this. Stop doing this. It was a thing when I was in high school, probably even before that. But my brother Bill explained it to me. Somebody's older brother went to a college party and saw some frat guy doing it. Or maybe he did it. And then he came home and was like, dude, bruh, check this out, bruh. And then all of a sudden, everybody in my high school was doing it. Right? I'm just like, I don't I don't get it. I don't know what the deal is. It doesn't look good. It doesn't make you look cool. It's not stylish. Um, it's not good. Not a good look. So there we go. Yeah, the popped collar. Um, I don't know. You know what? I wrote down a lip ring, but I'm not sure if a lip ring makes you a douchebag or if I just don't like lip rings. So I'm going to put that one to the side. I'll let you figure that one out. Um, I don't know. I don't like lip rings, so... There you go. We'll leave that one. Uh, we'll leave that one out. Uh, let's see. Vito actually, um, and I appreciate this, sent me a picture, and he just said, "This guy, knit hat, tank top, chain around the neck, dumb tattoo. Probably has a paragraph tattoo. Might have a teardrop, even though he didn't kill anybody in prison, right? You know, is he one of those? Or no? You know what? It's the guy with the tribal armband who is uh, not a member of any tribe." Is that the one, right? That's on the list. That's got to be. Uh, the guy in the picture didn't have that, but I imagine it was on the shoulder that we didn't see, right? I think that's it. Has to be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was a side profile. We didn't see everything. You know, all right. So thank you, Vito, for that. The visuals were really helpful. Um, but some other qualities of uh, of Le Douche, the spray tan where it's, it's too much, where you're too tan, like, too orange, I guess. If you're, you know, if you're bad at it, that's bad. Wrestlers do this too. It's not a good look. You know, you're on TV, so go. Oh, gotta be. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. Spray tans has always been weird to me. You look orange, knock it off. It's also really bad for your skin. So there you go. Um, spiked hair. Oh, the spiked hair is a, a dead giveaway. Uh, the Ed Hardy T-shirt, right? Your reek of Axe body spray doesn't actually get you clean. Just makes you smell horrendous right you don't want that because here's what happens when a douchebag sprays the body spray is meant to you know make you smell good which is fine if you just do a little spritz and then walk through it right but these guys will take it and will spray every inch of the goddamn body and uh, that's what makes it bad too much of it of that it's not good right oh boy uh usually he's the loudest guy in the room probably about some dumb stuff you know you fill in the blank there, but he's always uh, the dude bro. He's always the loudest and the smartest guy in the room. And uh, you you can't understand why 
he's uh, why he's attracted such a crowd. Because he smells awful, he looks ridiculous, and he's just yelling all the time. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just more of a timid guy, but that doesn't sound like fun to me to hang out with. I don't know. Um, oh, he probably wants to fight you because he thought you looked at his girl. And I got a little story for you. When I first moved down this way, so this is probably, let's see, 2012. And so I was, how old was I? 24, I guess. So uh, Jill was working late and I was, um, maybe I didn't move down here yet. Maybe I was visiting. I don't remember, but I was, you know, in my early 20s. So I went to a local uh, establishment. And I'm not going to tell you which one, but it was right across the street from uh, from the apartment. So I was like, okay, let me go in, just have a drink and then, you know, do whatever. Go home and just wait or something. I don't know. So I went in there and I ordered just a, a single drink. I was like, okay, just, you know, it was a bar. I was a college kid bar. And that should have been my first tip off to be like, ah, you know what? Let me take a sixer to go. <laughs> so uh, I grabbed my uh, my beverage. And I'm sorry if I told this story before, but it comes back up again because of the douchebag. So I go and I sit down and there I didn't I looked around, didn't see anybody's uh, keys or jacket or anything in that space. So I just sat down at the end of the bar and I'm just watching whatever's on TV, uh, Sports Center or whatever game was on or whatever. Just drinking my uh, my beverage, crapped open my cold one as it were, and this dude comes up and he looks pretty much like what we've described. He's uh, you know the spiked hair, the popped collar, the chain, the sunglasses on top of his head, because I don't know why, but whatever. So he just comes up to me, and he's like, bro, you're in my seat. I'm like, I just looked around. I was like, well, and I, I I, guess I had worked that day, and I was just like, I don't care. Like, I'm just coming in to have a drink, and then I'm going home. So I didn't want to, I didn't say anything really. I was like, oh, you know, whatever, it's fine. He's like, bro, you're in my seat. So he got up really close to me, and to this day, I do not know how, probably because I was exhausted, but I don't know how... I was able to just walk away because I, uh, you know, I have a short fuse. So this guy's just talking all this and probably just to impress the girl or just, I don't know, be the tough guy. I'm just like, all right, buddy, whatever. I chugged the rest of my beer. I left a tip for the bartender, said, thanks, buddy. And I just left. Because this guy was trying to start something. Maybe he was mad about something else. Maybe he just wanted to show off. Whatever. He wasn't going to do it with me. So that's the last time I went to that bar, by the way. Because I realized what the uh, the clientele was. And I remember I was getting a ride home several months later. And uh, the person was like, yeah, that's a college kid bar. You don't want to go there uh, because, you know, you're not a college kid. And I was like, yeah, I learned that the hard way. So I never went back. And that's my story about the douchebag. I don't know. It seemed like a good place to share it. I don't think I've ever shared that on the show where uh, I was close to being in a bar fight in my 20s. <laughs> oh, man. But now, though. All right. So we've described what the perennial douchebag looks like. I think right now he's uh, he's on Twitter or Instagram or what's the new one? TikTok. I don't really know what that is. Um, but he's probably doing all those videos and whatever. And I bet he's not wearing a mask. He's calling a sheep for wearing a mask. He thinks the virus is a hoax. He probably went down to the Ozarks on um, whenever that was. He probably went to spring break in Texas or Florida. Um, he's probably having a cookout this weekend because he doesn't care. And then he's like, oh, well, I have the thing. Yeah, well, that's what happens. So that's probably what that guy's doing this week. Because uh, <laughs> Jesus, what a mess. So there you go. 
that is uh, the long way around a topic that Tim and I... Div- oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I almost forgot. I wanted to... You know what? I saved this to the end because I wanted to read this whole thing. And then uh, then we'll be out of here. I thought I had more. I'm really glad I don't because it's already been, uh, I feel, maybe too long. So there you go. So I wanted to share this because our buddy Keith Bowerman said, uh, well, he uh, he pointed me to a website that I'd forgotten about. And uh, he, wrote, uh, he wrote this, and I'm going to try to read it to you. I'm really thirsty. It's really hot down here. Sorry. Hold on. So he left his answer this way. He said, I refer you to this relic, nay, this monument to a bygone era of bronzer and Ed Hardy and axe exuding from every pore, of 10-pound watches and open V-necks with waxed chests and everyone was bra, and the hotties upon whom their taint was spread and flourished. I give you the original and best hot chicks with douchebags. And this is a real website. This was started uh, probably a decade ago, and there are some recent posts on there, but for the most part, uh, it's a lot of the older stuff. Hotchickswithdouchebags.com. The link will be in the show notes. Check this out. I cannot describe to you the level of douche among these dudes, but I need you to see this. I want you to see this, and I'm going to share that with you again in the show notes at themeltingpath.com. So thank you, Keith. I had forgotten about this. It made me laugh a lot, and also just made me like shake my head like these dudes. These dudes right here. These are these guys. These are these guys. You hear about them on the news. These guys are doing the stuff. I'm not going to... Nope, we're not doing that. But uh, thank you very much, Keith, for that uh, that <laughs> wonderful walk down memory lane. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely fantastic. There you go. There is, uh, again, the long way. I forgot about the V-necks. Ah, damn it. Thank you, Keith. Jesus. The V-neck. Now, I will admit, all my undershirts are V-necks because then they don't show above the sweater. You don't look ridiculous, right, when I was wearing sweaters at the office. Remember going to the office? Yeah. Glad I don't have to do that for a little while. That's good. But yeah, uh, a regular shirt as a V-neck, that's not for me. And the waxing of the chest, oh my God. All right, we got to get off this, otherwise I'll be here for another hour. Um, (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, so thank you everybody who weighed in on the douchebag. If I missed you, I will uh, will get to it next week. All right, because I've done enough. I've said enough, damn it. I don't know, I'm also hungry, and I also got to go take care of a thing. So... There you go. Uh, <laughs> okay, some news real quick before we go, and then I got a funny story. So I just saw this today that Beavis and Butthead is making another return with two new seasons on Comedy Central coming soon. I was, uh, you know, I was hoping this was going to happen, and uh, lo and behold, I open up the old Twit Space, and there it was. Mike Judge, and he'll be doing the voices, he'll be doing the writing, he'll be working with the same team that they did before, I think. Um, although instead of MTV, it's Comedy Central. So, two new seasons. Beavis and Budhead, very excited about that. Oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, Jill's coming. Everybody shut up. All righty, and we're back. Yeah, Jill came down to, I don't know, say things. Um, she says she can hear me through the vent, which is disconcerting. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Everybody can hear me yelling. They're, these are thin walls. I don't know. Thin walls and floors and ceilings and whatnot. Is there a way I can prevent that? I've been trying to think about that because she told me this months ago. Like, I can hear you through the vent. And it's been really weird ever since. I don't know why. It shouldn't bother me. She's been able to hear me all the time doing this show. But for some reason, I keep thinking about it. So there you go. Sorry, that seemed... It's probably a little loud. I went in and got louder, which is not what you're supposed to do. 
All right, what was it saying? Beavis and Butthead, Comedy Central. We got that. Uh, and finally, not finally as in this is the last thing, but this is finally happening. There is going to be a live-action Animorphs movie based on the book series, and I can't wait. I'm very excited, as you know, from whenever I did that uh, favorite book series thing several months ago, maybe a year ago at this point. Um, that's my favorite book series. I love the TV show, as campy and silly as it was. Enjoyed it very much. And there's going to be, finally, a live-action movie at some point. And also, I believe in October, there will be a graphic novel based on the first uh, six books, I think. I forget how many books are going to be included. I mean, there were 54. So I don't think they're wearing a whole graphic novel of, uh, of all 54 books. Although, if there was, if we were going to get one, I would buy it for sure. Maybe we'll do a series of graphic novels. That would be awesome, right? Maybe. Maybe just for me. I don't know. But I was excited about that, so uh, I figured I would share that with you so you can be excited as well. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What I do know is that's it. I thought I had more, but uh, Jerome just has the one cue card left with the story from my dad, and then uh, that's all. So let me remind you now, thenextlevelnetwork.com is where you can find all of our wonderful shows, Panels of the Pixels. They're on Snowpiercer, TFT Nerdcast. I don't know what they did this week because I didn't look it up. Uh, oh, the Caffeine Crew. They are back this week with a Pride episode. I think that is one of two Pride episodes they'll be doing. And let's see. Uh, well, the spotlight, you know about that. Uh, what Lurks Behind podcast here. I've not listened to his latest yet, but uh, Paul got a little real this week. So check that one out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. All of our lovely shows, they're all up there. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Paul. He's the one who, sh who first shared the news so I could see it, that Beavis and Butthead was, uh, was coming back. So my bad uh, for not giving you credit. So there you go. So yes, all that stuff. Go follow those shows so you know what is going on. We are The Next Level Network. What is it? The Next Level Podcast Network now, right? On Facebook. So there you go. I'm everywhere at The Melting Pat. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. You can leave a voicemail or send a text to 209-867-7638. Uh, or if you'd like to uh, send an email for a little bit of a longer thing or you want to be anonymous or whatever, that's tmpfanmail at gmail.com for your questions, concerns, comments, observations, and for the love of God, please, corrections. So there you go. That's all the ways you can get in touch with me, this guy, over here. Sorry, I have a really loud chair, and apparently at that moment, a really loud voice. All right, let me leave you with this. Um... This is a story that my dad told me several years ago, and by several, I mean probably two decades. Uh, I don't remember how this came up. I don't remember what we were talking about, but he, uh, he was talking about a guy who was on the submarine with him when he was in the Navy who kept singing the praises of his great president, Jefferson Davis. Now, I know you think, wow, Pat, your dad must be really old, but this happened in 1985, and my dad told me, yeah, I uh, I tried to avoid him after that, but it was tough because, you know, you're on a submarine. And so I always thought that was funny. I think of that story often. I'm just trying to imagine in 1985 that there is a guy who is uh, singing the praises of the president of the Confederate States of America from all those years earlier. I'm not doing the math, but you get the idea. You know when the Civil War was. So, yeah, I just can't imagine... Being around a person in real life and just having to listen to them talk about how great his president, Jefferson Davis, is. 
I don't know. I figured, hey, I started with a heavy thing. I might as well end on something a little funny or at the very least something that will make you go, huh? And forget about the sad thing I said at the top of the show. Maybe, maybe not because I just reminded you. I don't know. I got to be reminded of it all the time. So there you go. All right. So we got a holiday weekend. Um, be careful. Be safe. Don't be stupid. All right. Uh, don't go. Don't have your big family cookout that you always have with, you know, 100 people or whatever. The virus is still there. Wear your mask, social distancing, all that stuff. Just because things are opening in some states like mine are rolling back with their uh, reopening phases. Just because things are opening up again does not mean we're out of the woods. We're not. Sorry to get preachy at the end of the show, but Jefferson Davis, 1985. Um, <laughs> just don't be dumb, okay? Just be careful. I love you. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, man, what a mess. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage are going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them, my friends. That is it. This has been an 8 Boiling production. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And, of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. My thanks again for hanging out. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. I get a cold beverage, I need some leverage A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice Of a spice from the shop to a VK Got a bar crop of swing bar crust Got the bait on the front porch, yeah I got some icing If you like a taste of tea then come along with me Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bugs Blast some ice and a dash of from it's martini time Yeah, yeah, feeling golden, bring your own beverage It's me so it's cold, I like cold beverage, yeah Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Is something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Cause I'm feeling kind of boy. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. In the fridge, go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yeah, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. Didn't even get a bite, but the brew tastes a nice back to the ball. So every decoration I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the cool aid kid. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.